This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is good? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B and uh, Statesboro, Georgia. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton here. Great to have you. Presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, November 19th. The Christmas tree went up in the lobby, Spence, uh, pre-Thanksgiving. I'm not sure what I think about it. But (laughs) you are in Statesboro, Georgia, outside of Allen E. Paulson Stadium, home of the Georgia Southern Eagles. And you called your shot earlier this week with women's soccer, and it sounded like this. Yes, BYU averages more than three and a half goals per game. I'm calling a four-to-one win on the road against Alabama. Let's go. Oh, baby, you nailed it. Let's go, man. It's like Christmas in November in Statesboro for me, making predictions (laughs) like that. And for BYU football fans down here in the South that have very few opportunities to watch BYU play this close to their respective homes, a sellout's expected behind me. You would think that that has something to do with the BYU fans. Jerem cannot wait for tomorrow when BYU takes the field against the Eagles of Georgia Southern. Well, you're wearing a USA shirt, so I find that a little ironic with the Eagles. But uh, dude, we expect to sell out, which is great. What's the weather like? You're in a T-shirt. So it's actually a little bit cooler this morning than it was yesterday when we were in front of that amazing pond that you asked me about. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like temperatures in the low 60s right now, 63 degrees to be specific right now, okay. sunshine. It's, so th- this to me feels very comfortable. This is probably the last time I'm going to be able to wear a T-shirt outside and feel comfortable for the remainder of this calendar year. So I'm trying to take advantage of this. And yes, I went with Team USA because while it's a little bit late, Dos Acero, it was 2-0 last week, and this is, I needed to get my Team USA soccer support in here. Why not do it in Georgia when we are BYU Sports Nation? Yeah, and then the tie in Jamaica on Tuesday. That wasn't great. But anyways, here's your show lineup. You know what? Let's not worry about that. (laughs) Dos Acero, let's go. Okay, here's the show lineup. So many amazing, important Sporting events going on in Cougar Sports this weekend. We'll outline all of it, discuss which ones need a, a win the most. Brian Keel on the Cougars, 8-2 and two start. New Year's Six Hopes, the defense. Connor Mance will join us from Tallahassee. Again, we just have guests on from the East Coast. Uh, talking about the individual cross-country championship he's trying to defend. The team titles both men and women are going for. And we have prop picks and double-down picks for football and basketball. But first, let's get some headlines. It is game day eve for BYU football against Georgia Southern. Yes, holiday feel over here. Okay, not really. Still looking for the Christmas tree (laughs) in the south. But you know what? BYU football is absolutely ready to open up some serious presents for their fans when they try and get to win number nine on the season. Four Eastern, two Mountain. Join us. Countdown to kickoff. Three Eastern, one Mountain for a full hour to get you set for the Cougars and Eagles in front of a sellout crowd. Jeremy, it's going to be an electric BYU atmosphere. Even though the stadium is a little smaller, BYU fans will be heard. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't matter what it's like. It's how it feels when you're in there, right? The St. Mary's effect. Last night, Kyle I went off with the Patriots. Had a pick six, his third NFL interception. Eight tackles, two sacks. He was awesome. 
incredible performance versus the Falcons. That's what the Patriots do, though, right? This weekend, Kyrus Tong and the Bears play the Ravens. Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Eagles. Fred Warner and the Niners take on the Jaguars. Dirty Dan and the Chiefs take on the Cowboys. And Sione Takitaki and the Browns will try and tackle Jamal Williams and the Lions. Like you said, Jeremy, it's a massive weekend for BYU Athletics. It includes BYU Men's Basketball, who will host Central Methodist and NAIA School. We're putting the line at how many? Like, oh, we'll get to that in our double down picks, right? We'll worry about that a little bit later. BYU, heavy favorites. That game, 90s from Seven Mounts, you can watch it on BYU TV. You can listen to one Jerem Jordan on the radio side. You'll be courtside calling the game for the radio with the pregame starting at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. Let's go, man. What a huge weekend we've got ahead. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. I've always dreamed of calling uh, a game on the radio for BYU basketball, so that'll be pretty cool. It's a one-off, but it'll be pretty cool. Four-seed women's soccer beat Alabama 4-1 as called by Spencer Linton. You called your shot and you nailed it, man. Kayla Coulihan scored a hat trick in the win. Cameron Tucker scored as well, the first goal. Cougars are into the Sweet 16 for the second time in three years and play number one seed Virginia, who's ranked second, by the way, in Charlottesville tomorrow, 7 Eastern, ESPN Plus, BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Shep is on his way to Virginia today to call that one because Greg's on the radio. We got three games on the radio. We've got TV's got uh, countdown to kickoff uh, and postgame women's hoops. Countdown to tip off game and post game. I mean, it's it's a fun, busy week. There's no sleep for anybody involved with BYU TV Sports <laughs> this weekend. Maybe Sunday morning, a little bit. We'll see. Uh, you speaking of the postseason with BYU women's soccer, they're not the only high-performing team in the postseason. In fact, second-ranked men's cross country, fourth-ranked women's cross country, both competing in the NCAA cross country national championships. This Saturday in Tallahassee, Florida, the men hoping to clinch their second national title and first since 2019, led by Connor Mance, who is last season's individual title. The women looking to defend their 2020-2021 national championship. They feel a little spited in the rankings, Jerem. There's the chip on the shoulder for the ladies who are number four. They feel like they should be a little bit higher. Hey, why not go prove it at the national championship meet? Amen. Both might win the national title, and Connor Mance might win the individual title. We'll talk to him coming up later in the program. Number four, women's volleyball. You know it's a good day when number four women's volleyball is headline six. Swept Pacific has won 19 in a row, hasn't lost a West Coast Conference match yet, earned at least a share of the West Coast Conference championship. They can win it outright Saturday against St. Mary's. Former Cougar men's assistant coach Rob Browning is the head man at St. Mary's. Then the Cougars finish the regular season big match Tuesday at San Diego, and then CNCA tournament December 3rd and 4th. Let's go. Let's get some ladies basketball into the headlines today. Jerem, earlier today you called this the Kristen Kozlowski game because uh -huh. it's Boise State at BYU. She went to Boise State before she eventually ended up at BYU. Fantastic stuff. You'll be on the call with her courtside. Four Eastern, two Mountain. You can watch on the BYU TV app for free and on BYU TV straight up. Women's hoops trying to remain unbeaten, get to 4-0 on the season. Right after countdown to kickoff so it'll be a fun day it's gonna be a, it's loaded this show is loaded let's go yeah. all rise and shout it's time for what's trending you're talking about it and so are we it's what's trending a byu sports nation what's trending is presented by byu food to go the mvp of your next event so like we said so many important events and games this weekend we just laid it out in the headlines so spencer you get to guarantee one result of a byu game or event this weekend which one are you picking and why 
I got to go with BYU women's soccer, Jerem, just because of the matchup and the historic goal scoring rate that this specific team has been on. I want to watch these seniors, specifically Michaela Coulihan and Cassidy Smith and Cameron Tucker, go out with a win against the number one overall seed, Virginia. This is the same Virginia team that ended BYU season in the spring early when BYU was actually the higher seeded team. Now BYU gets to try and return the favor in Charlottesville on the road and send every Virginia fan home unhappy. So I'm going with BYU women's soccer because of all of the emotional ties that go along with finally beating Virginia, getting to what would be a very rare Elite Eight and keeping their Final Four College Cup hopes alive. They've never been to a College Cup Let's keep the Final Four hopes alive by beating Virginia, ending the number one seed overall run, and finally getting that proverbial monkey off the back. Jen Rockwood needs this. She's been doing this for a long time, has been an incredible head coach. She's got an all-time team that has scored goals at an historic rate. It's about BYU women's soccer. If I can guarantee one result, it's giving them a win in Charlottesville. Let's do this. I feel like on Star Trek, I'm trying to you know beam up or whatever. I'm just going to tap the patch and go up. It's women's soccer. Here's why. And maybe cross-country, honestly, uh, men and women's, although they have won individual team and team championships recently. What isn't a guarantee already about football against Georgia Southern, men's basketball against Central Methodist, women's volleyball against St. Mary's, um, women's hoops against Boise State? We feel like BYU is going to win all of those. Do you want to shout out to men and women's swim and dive at the Missouri Invite Dixie Invitational as well? Good luck. We left you out, um, but not anymore. The two in question as to how they will perform is women's soccer against Virginia. That would be a huge win as the win picks up uh, in Statesboro. And the fact that cross country uh, might win two individual, or sorry, one individual championship with Connor Mance again and the team title. So it's either soccer or cross country. Hopefully everybody comes home uh, with wins. That'd be fun. But let's be honest, soccer has a chance to go to the Final Four. If they get past Virginia, they have got a great shot to go to the Final Four. Let's go. Uh, perhaps Penn State in the next round. If Penn's, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for this weekend for all of these matchups, but in particular, women's soccer against Virginia, because guess what? The Cavs fans, whether we like it or not, they want vengeance for that football loss. And we can call this the yes, Jamie Beck game, who was in uh, BYU they're gear last it. night. Jamie, I need you. We need you to be in BYU gear tomorrow again. I noticed Jason, employee of Virginia, didn't have any BYU stuff on. I get it. But, uh, yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with, uh, I'm with soccer, and I'm with cross country to hopefully bring home uh, some, some hardware over the weekend. Absolutely. I, I would love for Diljeet Taylor to go back to back, you know, as if her legend couldn't get any greater with what <laughs> she's done with women's cross country. It's been an amazing run for her. So yeah, going back to back, if we could guarantee that, that'd be great. But I, I just think there's so much emotion tied to Virginia and BYU on the women's soccer side. Yeah, the Elite Eight would be awesome, but beating Virginia to get there. And then, like you said, once Virginia's out of the way, does the road open up for BYU to make a magical run like their West Coast Conference counterpart Santa Clara did last year en route to an improbable national championship? If BYU can get past Virginia, watch out. They score so many goals and have such a dynamic offense that they could just get past this game, Jerem. Let's guarantee that one and then watch what happens for them. Uh, but, yeah, all, 
We want all the teams to win. Football, for, for crying out loud, football needs to show up behind me. They can't just show up and win tomorrow. If they want can. to put themselves in a position where if, if a few teams <laughs> a few teams above them in the college football playoff poll lose, if they want to make sure that they jump up, they probably got to win by 30-plus. they got to look good tomorrow. So it's, it's important that football shows up and takes care of things at Paulson Stadium. They don't have to look good. They just have to win by a lot. Um, those, two te- those two things aren't mutually exclusive, right? USC is the three seed, and they're playing Penn State. So go Nittany Lions. Should BYU beat Virginia, right? And then that, if that's the case, BYU uh, might host that game. We haven't talked about that, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Okay, our question of the day. You get to guarantee the result of one BYU game or event this weekend. Which one are you picking and why? Let's hear from you, you right there, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Jack Hamblin on Instagram. If you don't say women's soccer, then you aren't a true BYU fan. I would add, or you're a cross-country <laughs> fan. Yeah, no, like, both of those are NCAA tournament situations. That's, you know, and championships. That's a little different. Second response, at Tom Newfer on Twitter. Women's soccer versus Virginia. Would love to... Them to make the next round, the other teams don't need a guaranteed result. That's exactly right. Like, cross-country doesn't necessarily have to win the national championships on any of those. They've given us a women's title in 2019, a men's title. uh, No, sorry, women's from the the spring, a men's in 2019, and Connor Mance in the spring as well. So we've had national championships for them. I don't feel like we can ask them to keep bringing more. They, I know they want it, but what we want from women's soccer is <laughs> get to that Elite Eight and be one game away from the one thing that is missing from Jen Rockwood's uh, LinkedIn resume, the Final Four. Absolutely. And it feels like it's going to be a one-to-nothing game or maybe even a 1-1 contest. Ooh. This feels like it could go to overtime, does it not? It just feels like it's going to be like this overtime thriller between BYU and Virginia. And I hope the Cougars can figure out a way because, like you said, Jen Rockwood has done so much for the program. If ever there were a coach at BYU that deserves a Final Four, it's, it's her and what she's done with BYU women's soccer. So absolutely, we're pulling for the ladies tomorrow in Charlottesville. 100% looking for a fourth Elite Eight appearance in BYU women's soccer history. All right, Jerem, coming up. Did Kyle Van Noy just outdo his poinsettia bowl performance, but this time on the NFL stage? And Brian Keogh joins us to discuss that and BYU's New Year's Six hopes and this BYU defense. This is BYU Sports Nation from Provo, Utah and Statesboro, this Georgia. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 14th-ranked BYU football faces Georgia Southern tomorrow at Paulson Stadium in Statesboro. Complete coverage of the game beginning at 2 Eastern on BYU Radio and 3 Eastern with countdown to kickoff on BYU TV. Greg Rubel will have play-by-play on the radio side beginning at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on ESPN+. Alan E. Paulson Stadium, that's where you're at. It's like built into the hill. I think that's super cool. That shot we just uh, had was great by Travis Cameron and David Holliday and our crew. Nice work, guys. Okay, uh, welcome back to Studio B in Statesboro, Georgia. Great to have everybody. Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton. Let's bring in one of our favorite guys. His name's Brian Keel, former BYU Cougar linebacker, NFL player. Brian, we haven't talked to you in a sec. Life's good right now as a BYU <laughs> fan. You're always about, hey, we got to beat Utah. we got to do this. 
Everything is happening, bro. Everything. <laughs> this is just, it's been a, a dream. It is just, it, you almost want to pinch yourself. And it's just been too good to be true for the, the last three months. I, I guess, okay, I'll pump the brakes. Uh, a, a stupid loss at home against Boise. So that that's, it, it, it's, it's reality. We're just, we're, that, that's the one little, little dent in, in everything that's been just fantastic for three months. A lot of people feel like that little hiccup against Boise and that loss in Provo is ultimately what's going to keep BYU out of the New Year's Six. But, Brian, we're trying to believe that there is still a path there. I'm working my uh, next-level analytics to try and figure out how BYU can work their way into a New Year's Six, get into the top 11 or maybe even the top 10. But that probably includes Utah beating Oregon tomorrow. How are you handling the idea <laughs> – of needing Utah to win to help BYU out in that regard. <laughs> there's there's different types of, of fandom and, and rivalry participation. And uh, there's a subgroup where when the two rivals aren't playing each other, they want the rival to win and do well. Yeah, I just, just can't get in that group myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it, it just gets, I just get so much joy out of seeing them lose that, um, yeah, you, even though it, 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 it's probably in our better interest, it's just weird. It just, it feels kind of dirty cheering for that team. So, um, I guess, I guess, you know, either way, it's a, it's a win-win, um, for that game on Saturday. Uh, I believe in peace, love, and happiness, like, um, the sign says <laughs> on your wall. Which, by the way, that, that shot at, um, at the salt flats is next level, dude. Like the white suit? Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> Anyways, I believe in those things except for Utah. I uh, just want to put that out there. Okay, Spencer is, is, like he said, he's going next level with trying to figure out what's the path for BYU in, into the New Year Six. Do you believe there's still a shot there for BYU? Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is. It's It's – you know, this is dumb and dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, it, it's it's small. Um, everybody's got to lose, <laughs> basically. Uh, so it's probably not going to happen again. That Boise it just oh, it's just such a kick in the shorts. Uh, and they're not even that good this year. So it's just it's just such a dumb loss and so so preventable. And and had we won that game, we'd we'd be looking really pretty to make it to the New Year Six finally. But um, there's still a chance. You never know. A um, couple weeks left college football. A lot can happen. Um, just what a fantastic year. Either way, win, lose, draw, or you know, get in, don't get in. It's just what a fantastic year. Brian, is this season already a success because of everything that has happened positively for BYU, which included uh, a Big 12 invitation? Then the next day, BYU ends the nine-game losing streak against Utah in front of a crowd that I thought was going to usher in uh, the second coming. It was it was incredible. I thought the rapture was going to happen. It's also included five Power Five wins. They've been perfect against the Pac-12. Has BYU? Would you already dub this as a success this season? Oh, un, undeniably. I mean, it was a success the moment the clock struck zero zero in the rivalry game, and for the first time in a dozen years. We were ahead. I mean, just at that point, it, it stamped the season of success after, you know, none of my kids, none of my three children have seen that. 
And so it was, <laughs> it was nice for my, my boy to see that, yeah, BYU can beat Utah, and that's going to be the new normal. And, so, and then everything, everything that's happened since then has just been icing on the cake, cherry on top. It's just been a phenomenal year. Um, and, it's, and the other thing that's awesome, and everybody that I talk to, is the trajectory of the program. It is just headed in the right direction. There's five-star, four-star recruits coming in, and there's just exciting things happening. And it's just, it's just a great time to be involved, to be a fan. And, and I'm jealous of these kids coming in right now that are going to play in the Big 12 with all this new exposure and new money. And it's just it's going to be amazing. We're talking to Brian Keel on BYU Sports Nation. I do want to ask you about this year's schedule um, because the way the BYU's navigated it has been tremendous. The Cougars have never had a schedule like this and had this kind of success. Do you feel like any of the teams you played on, which were awesome, 11-2, and two, top 15 finishing kind of teams, do you feel like your teams could have navigated a schedule like this, like this group has? Because BYU's kind of built up to this season over the last several years of playing tough schedules. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Um, I played on two really good teams my last two years. Uh, we went 11-2 and two both years and um, never lost at home, never lost in conference. We were really good. We didn't play a schedule like this, not even close. Um, and so it's hard for me to project. And I think, honestly, unbiased, I think we had really, really good football players, maybe maybe even better football players on the teams that I played on. But this team right now is more athletic, especially on the outside. They're just they're more athletic. They're they're faster. They're stronger. Um, and so that's why they've been able to hold up against this P5 talent where the teams that I played on, especially on the outside, we just we didn't have the speed and athleticism that the team does now. And. And so, again, I don't know that we could have run the gauntlet like they have this year and, and have P5. I mean, it's, it's unprecedented in, in BYU history to have this many P5 wins in a season. Um, so, I mean, that, that right there just I mean, tells you all you need to know. Brian, other than the Virginia aberration and giving up 38 on the road against a top 12 Baylor team, this defense as a collective unit has been really solid. What do you attribute that to? What has caused them to be able to show up for the most part week after week and put together solid defensive performances? Yeah, so they they, they have bought into the scheme, and I have I've, I'm not the biggest fan of the scheme. I'm a fan of the results. It's frustrating for me watching it. Um, what I what I want is is a, is just a smothering, suffocating, aggressive defense. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I watched um, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens and that is the Dolphins. Was it the Dolphins? I think it was the Dolphins that blitzed every play, every guy. And because, they, you know, Lamar Jackson is just the best athlete in the world. And 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 they and they were able to stop him. And I watched that and I was like a kid on Christmas in a candy store, just loving it as a defensive player. That's, that's who I am. That's what I'd like to see. This BYU defense, they've gotten results, and they haven't blitzed the house. Uh, most of the times they, they only rush three. Um, but they've kept the points low other than those games you mentioned. And so credit has to be given to the coaches and to the players. And um, they, they've done a good job. I, what I, I think going forward as we move into the Big 12 and, and as we, we face some of the stiffer competition, I, we, we're probably going to have to adjust that scheme 
and um, and adjust the way that we play. But um, they've absolutely played great, great football this year. Outside of tackling, we, we still need to tackle better. Yes, always, always better tackling. Let's break down some of the why of what BYU does that and see if you still agree. So Elisa Tuiaki has talked about, okay, we, we need a certain amount of depth because he feels like uh, he doesn't want to play any defense players more than like 35 snaps because he says after that they just get real tired and then our effectiveness is low. And then he says he'd rather have a backup at 100% than a starter at like 80%. And Kalani Sitake has said, when we started, uh, when we got here, we played a ton more Power Fives and we got banged up, and that's just part of the deal. So it feels like BYU's tried to adjust to that. How do you feel like BYU can get to where you want them to be in terms of aggressiveness, but still have the depth to sustain the season with injuries? It's you know, it's just upward mobility, and so where the team is at now is is leaps and bounds ahead where they were three years ago and miles ahead of where they were 15 years ago when I was there in terms of depth and in terms of talent. And so, you know, you look at those P5 schools, they have their starters on the field the whole time. Um, they rotate certain positions, you know, the D-line, every, every school rotates D-line. Um, but most, like most premier defenses, premier schools, the, the secondary, the, the starters are in there the whole game. And most of the linebackers are in there the whole game. The D-line rotates. And, you know, what BYU needs to do and what we're already seeing is, is when we get P5 guys, which we're already starting to get, and, and as we join that conference, we're just going to get more of them. Those guys will be able to, to last week in and week out against other P5 guys. And so it won't be the issue that it has been. Um, and, then, and then it's just a matter of conditioning. Um, it, and that's just what individuals have to do and put the work in in January. It starts in January. Um, I prided myself on on working hard, and I, you know, my in my life of playing football, I, I not one time did I ever take myself out of a game because I was tired. Um, I just I felt like it's so hard to get on the field. You know, nobody was going to take me off the. I wasn't going to take myself off the field. That would have to be the coach's decision, and that was just putting the work in in January. And so I, I had the the ability to to be a hundred percent the whole game. But that's you know that's that's just putting the work in in January, and as we get into the, these conferences and play the, this that level of opponent week in and week out, those are the things that the guys are going to have to do. Former BYU and NFL linebacker Brian Keel is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, I'm at Paulson Stadium. BYU is going to take the field here tomorrow at four Eastern and look to really send a message against Georgia Southern. In your mind, what's an acceptable margin of victory? when BYU will enter as a 20-point favorite? I, I'm actually surprised that spread. Uh, I would have thought it would be a little bit bigger than that considering um, who Georgia Southern has played and their record being only 3-7 and seven, and then BYU's record. I, it obviously is skewed a little bit because BYU has to travel cross-country. Cross um, but I, you know, I, I think where we are as, and where we, where we expect, if we really are the 14th ranked team in the country and we're playing a team like this, I mean, if, if we don't beat them by 30, that's, that's a, that's a letdown. Um, that's, that's the coaches telling the players after the game, yeah, we won, but that's not the way we want to play. And, and that's no disrespect to Georgia Southern. That's just, that's just how sport is. And, you know, you can, you can win and not play well. And, and, and you can win and play really well. And, and obviously a win is a win, but 
you want to execute and you you want to just do everything the right way. And if we do that, then we win by 30-plus. Hopefully we see it tomorrow at Allen E. Paulson Stadium in Statesboro, Georgia. Brian, we always appreciate the time and the strong opinion. Thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> always a pleasure, fellas. Uh, I'm jealous of that sunshine. Enjoy it down there. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I will. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian Keel. Always great stuff from Brian. Love it. Oh, man, he's, he's the best. All right, Jerem, coming up, we're talking national championships potentially with Connor Mance. Can he defend his individual title? What goes into that? And you said it. Did Kyle Van Noy outdo his 2012 points study of bowl performance? We will discuss in the whip coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU men's basketball seeks a 4-0 start to the season as they host Central Methodist tomorrow. Countdown to tip-off has coverage at 8.30 Eastern, followed by Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Hey, shout-out to BYU men's soccer, who just beat Syracuse 5-0 in the club uh, Sweet 16. They're headed to the quarterfinals, three matches away from the NCAA or excuse me, the club championship. He is Spencer. I am Jerem. You can always uh, download uh, the podcast and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Jerem, Andy Katz, longtime college basketball writer, has BYU in his tier two contenders of all college basketball teams essentially saying they are a final four team thus far is this just blue goggles or is this like oversized blue goggles goggles um probably oversized but i can't reach them they're over there i'm sitting in the the host chair today (laughs) so um contenders like for a national championship um we would both take uh, Sweet 16 and run with it right now, I think. That's only happened twice in BYU history. By the way, Joe Lenardi, fresh bracketologist morning. BYU was the seventh seed. Surprise, BYU is a seven. If you're Ooh. just going by what they've done this year, I would think BYU is like a four or five based on the organ performance, but that's just me. All Joey Brackets is waiting for a little bit more. Whatever. BYU will prove it. Just give him time. It's all good. It's all good. Did Kyle Van Oy just outdo his performance in the Poinsettia Bowl in 2012 that you attended in person as a fan last night for the Patriots? Wow, he was unbelievable for the Patriots. And like he does, as a defender, he outscored the opponent. But because he scored two touchdowns in his senior send-off, well, I guess his junior moment, but it felt like a send-off moment because it was a bowl game. Like, to me, that will that will be the iconic Kyle Van Noy performance forever. As good as he was with the Patriots last night, that San Diego performance is, is going to be an all-timer. Yes, it's an all-timer because he literally won the game for BYU. The way that James Lark and Riley Nelson and the offense played in that game, you needed something special. The Patriots didn't need any of that. Mac Jones won that uh, easily because the Falcons got shut out 25-0. Yeah, the Falcons are terrible, and Mac Jones apparently seems to have found his home with Bill Belichick. I wish Zach Wilson would have had a worse. All right, Jeremy. I wish Zach Wilson would have had a worse pro day, so it could have gone 15th to the Patriots instead. <laughs> By the way, Kyle Van Noy hey, drug McKay tested the this Kool-Aid morning. 
Yeah, I'll mount that. That's unbelievable. Good grief. He said, you can't make this stuff up. You also can't make up that Michaela Coulihan had a remarkable performance in what we hope is not her final game as a senior, but if it is, you know, or her final win, I should say, if it is, she went out with a hat trick. Was that her greatest performance in her BYU career? It was, because it was in the NCAA tournament to get to the Sweet 16. She had had one other hat trick. It was against Idaho State. It wasn't even that exciting. But the fact that she had a hat trick in this game and the game winner, by the way, that PK, I mean, incredible stuff. Michaela is the greatest player in BYU women's soccer history. That's saying a lot. She's going to be a three-time first-team All-American. I know Shauna Robach scored a redonkulous amount of goals, but Michaela is the GOAT. Yeah, Shauna played in a little bit of a different era. I think Michaela has played a stronger and more difficult schedule consistently, and she hit the 50-goal mark, and she does so as a midfielder and a distributor. She's an incredible overall player. Like you said, what's going to be better than a hat trick in an NCAA tournament win or go home scenario? This, this was her greatest performance, and oh, by the way, because she scored that last goal, it helped me nail my prediction right on the head. Let's go. Yep, that was awesome. Dan Patrick uh, posted the following this morning. A 12-team college football playoff is a go, but they want to get it done for next season. If it's not approved in December, playoff won't be a go with 12 teams until 2025. Do you love a 12-team playoff, and would you love one next year? I would love it next year. In fact, I'd love it this year, Jerem. Can we just <laughs> expedite it to this postseason? Can we figure out a way to get BYU into the 12-team playoff this year? Are they a year too early? Uh, I, I am hopeful that it happens next year. I don't want to wait till 2025. Does, does anybody want to wait until 2025? I, I, I mean, it's got to be a very, very small minority of people. So, yeah, please give it to me in 2022. Let's go. I, I would love to see that. I wouldn't mind 16. That would guarantee that a BYU team with two losses would, uh, you know, well, not guarantee, but ensure that BYU would probably be in. But it feels like it's uh, that's a big turning. Yeah, 12 would be fun. And next year, yeah, let's do it. All right, Jeremy, our boy Billy Nixon, who so awesomely runs the at BYU Equipment Twitter account and does an incredible job with BYU uniforms, he tweeted the following. Truck Tracker, at 1 a.m. Mountain Time, we're finally in Georgia. One of our great stories with the BYU Tractor was at Georgia Tech. The BYU tractor ended up as an entry at Tech's homecoming parade. <laughs> the texters weren't happy with that. All is well, Hal. Is that the most Ferris Bueller day offs moment in BYU athletics history? Yes, it is. They just wind up in the Georgia Tech parade. This is in 2012, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just they show up and they're in the parade and they're not happy. <laughs> they're a, a heck of a engineer though. I know that. Oh, fantastic. And as Hal said, all is well. All was well in 2012. All is well in 2021. All right, Jared, coming up, a double down and a prop pick double feature. We're going on record in a number of places. And the champ is here. Connor Mance, who won the individual cross-country NCAA championship, will join us from Tallahassee. He's defending it tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
Fourth-seeded BYU women's soccer takes on the top-seeded Virginia Cavaliers tomorrow in a Sweet 16 NCAA tournament showdown. It all gets started at 7 Eastern. Jason Shepard on the call. He's flying to Charlottesville today. Locally, 107.9 FM to listen to him there or nationally on the BYU Cougars website or app. We are just all over the country. Uh, you're in Statesboro, Georgia. Our next guest is the individual NCAA cross-country champ. His name is Connor Mance, and he is rocking a stash. He is in a tent outside the course. Uh, Connor, you just told us during the break that you just finished your run. How was it? It was good. It was good. Now that now the tent's blowing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was great. Just going out and checking out the course. It's actually a really nice day. Um, it was a little warm the last time we came here, but right now it's like perfect weather. Connor, you're in Tallahassee, which is very different than Terre Haute, Indiana. Are you sad to not be in Terre Haute? Or are you okay with Tallahassee as the site of the national championship? I'm perfectly fine with Florida and Tallahassee. Terre Haute's, that was brutal. It was just so cold and like drenched to the bone. It was awful. But here in Tallahassee, it's nice, sunny, bright day. Perfect weather. Can ask for anything more. Okay, to show us around what what we're looking at here. What, what what's around you? All, right. All right, show you guys. Thank you. Um, so outside my tent, we got other tents. I don't know if you can see the course very well. But yeah. There's the course out there, and then here's the rest of the tents. Oh, I love it. Okay, so these are all the different teams hanging out. Yeah. Who's who's right next the- to you, making all that noise? That's my teammates. I. <laughs> it's not even right northern now, arizona like, come on man no it's not even northern arizona my, <laughs> you know team teammates can be funny they, they just like to make a lot of noise and play a lot of pranks and this is their their way of pranking me one last go hey, t- take take so. take us over there for just a second make sure they can hear take take me over for a second all right all right yeah i'll, I'll... hey hey fellas here Hey, one sec, one sec. Here, I'll, I'll let you guys talk to him. Hey, hey, fellas, what's up? How we doing? Casey Clayton, hey, what's up, doing? bro? Okay, li- listen, hey, listen, I love you guys. You got to win an ad- a natty tomorrow. Best of luck. We're looking forward to this. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, and another thing. We're doing an interview with Connor here. We need some, some quiet guys. I love you. They're not going to listen to me. We know that. We know. That. No, they're not. I, they're still talking. They're not. You're like, hey, national champ over here. I got to do an interview. That's funny. They're the, they're the best. Okay, let's let's talk about oh, yeah. the positive pressure that you guys have had the last couple of years. You win a national championship as a team. You won individually. I know last year you guys wanted more. What's what's it like to balance those goals and ambitions with the pressure that you have on yourself, the pressure of the ranking, you're up to two, but also wanting to defend your national championship and win as a team? What's that like? It, it Honestly, I think the pressure is what makes things a little more tough this year than any other year. I think last year we kind of saw that on a team side, but individually I'm – I'm beginning to finally feel it myself. Um, it's definitely tough. And I'd, I'd like to leave it at that, but in a better way of explaining it, I think our team um, feels the opposite. They're, they're, everyone's hungry, and I think I just need to you know, 
go with them and kind of hold that same uh, have that same energy of wanting to go out there and prove that you know I I am as good as um, I was last year if not better and I can compete just as well and I think I just want to go out there and I don't know show them what I have Connor Mance with us on BYU Sports Nation. He's in Tallahassee, Florida. BYU just finished up their practice run in preparation for the national championship cross-country meet tomorrow. Connor, clearly you're doing some things right mentally, and you've established yourself as the leader of this team. So what bits of advice are you sharing with your teammates that don't have as much experience as you in high-level and high-pressure runs like this? Um, I, a couple of things I've shared the last few days are just like it ends up being just another race. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they come into the national championship thinking, oh, because it's nationals and I have so much more energy. I'm so much more prepared. I'm so much more ready to race. But instead, I also think um, they need, I mean, yes, there's kind of that, but I'm telling people instead, you know, you get, you get two kilometers into that race, you get a mile in or whatever. And it just hurts just the same as any other race. And it's, it's the same. You're not going to be feeling any better than you did at the other meets. If anything, you're probably going to be feeling worse because everybody is, is trying to show up today. There's nobody who's, you know, dogging it or anything for any weird reason. This is nationals. This is the highest level. And so I'm just trying to tell them, one, it's going to hurt more than any other race. And then I'm, I'm talking to them about, you know, you can't be, you can't expect to be like, oh, I have this magical feeling because it's nationals. Because it's just going to be another race. That's good so, advice. So yeah. yeah, that's great advice. Because you're right. In, in this big moment, you feel like you have to do something different. It's like, no, no, no. You just need to do what you, the best that you can do of what you've been doing, right? Which is awesome. Okay, so do you feel like you can defend your national championship? You talked about the pressure that's on a little bit. It's different when the the target's on your back, but that's a good thing. Because hey, you're the champ, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I was thinking about this for, for a couple of weeks and I was like, you know, like, is there really any other place I'd rather be? Like, would I rather not be the guy defending the national championship? Would I rather be, you know, the guy who took 10th last year trying to come back and win? And I'm like, you know, I just got to embrace it. And so I think I can. I think I'm mentally and physically stronger than I was last year um, significantly. And so I think if I go out there and I just put it together like I've been doing all season, I'll be able to defend my national title. But you never know. Sometimes there's other good athletes who just have better days. And so I'm going to go out there and do what I can. But also, if I don't win, I'm not going to be too sad about it because I know how good the NCAA is this year. Connor, I know how much the team dynamic matters to you and obviously everyone that has worked so hard from BYU to get to this point. Northern Arizona has been your longtime rival. How would you explain that dynamic with Northern Arizona as the rival? So it's been kind of a weird team dynamic. These guys are really, um, really friendly to us now. I guess I think <laughs> there was like a, there was a long time where like it was like us butting heads all the time. But I think this this team that we have now and the team they have now is um, we're a lot more friendly. Don't know why exactly that is. Just changing um, team dynamics on both sides. But we still see them as a big rival. We still see them as you know the team to beat. And we're going to go out there and do what we can, what we know we can do. I think, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise to see us at the top of the podium. It would be a surprise to see, um, you know, as I think it, the goal is just get on the podium. And if 
you know, things go right, I wouldn't think it'd be a big surprise to see us on top. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. You guys have done that recently as well. And the women are trying to defend their national title. What do you expect from the ladies? Uh, the women always know how to show up. We have such an amazing, um, I mean, both men's and women's team, but the women's team this year has just been on fire from, I mean, last year's cross-country nationals, which was in March, and then the outdoor nationals and indoor nationals. They've been they've been on fire, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I personally expect them to get the win, but, you know, sometimes, you know, things don't go your way or the teams race better, but... For me, I, I expect them to go and get the win. I expect them to, you know, give us a lot of um, momentum heading into tomorrow, or tomorrow race. Well, it's going to be awesome, man. We're very excited for it. Tomorrow, uh, the NCAA Championships in Tallahassee. Best of luck, all the BYU Sports Nation karma we can certainly muster. And tell your team thanks for being a little more quiet so we can hear you a little better. Yeah. <laughs> all right, will do. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Connor. Connor Mance from Tallahassee, Florida. I'm telling you, this week, we've never had a run of just like East Coast, East Coast, East Coast interviews. Everyone's everywhere. It's super fun. After, you know, during the pandemic, we had to figure out different ways to do this. We've got video of people everywhere. This is awesome. I'm super excited for hopefully a couple of national championships, some individuals, some teams. Let's go, man. Jerem, this is USA Patch is what this show is all about. It is BYU Sports Nation. And coming up, I'm running out of time to make up ground in prop picks. I need to nail these. Like, I, I think I have to win tomorrow if I have any shot of catching you. Yeah, we'll see. It's all good. Plus, hoops double down. It's early in the season on that one. This is BYU Sports Nation from across the country. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Time for prop picks. Those are the picks for football. Updated standings, I'm up four on Spencer's one. We need to do better. Uh, number one, uh, I'm uh, points scored by BYU in the first and fourth quarter combined. I say 28. I say 21. I think all 21 are going to be uh, in the first quarter because BYU is playing a bunch of backups when they're up by 40-plus in the fourth quarter. Hopefully. Number two, Jerem, who, who's going to be BYU's second leading rusher with how many yards? Lapina Katoa, 57 yards. No fumble. I, I say Jaron Hall, 34 yards rushing uh, after you consider everything that he's done with sacks and whatnot. So including sacks, right? Because that's part of net. Yeah, okay. Number three. What will Absolutely. The, what will the turnover margin be for BYU? I say plus two. I say plus one. Georgia Southern's really good. So if BYU's plus one, then uh, that, those are good things for BYU. Yeah, they get takeaways, but they cough it up as well. Okay, double down picks now. Um, if game one of projecting football isn't enough, let's go to hoops. Again, one point for each <laughs> correct pick. If you get both, you get an extra point. Okay, I'm up seven to three. The guests have one. What are your two picks? Number one, BYU is going to hold Central Methodist to 48 points or fewer. Okay. They'll score fewer than Oregon scored, which was 49. And that was really low. So I think BYU does a good job defensively, and they hold Central Methodist to 48 or fewer a season low. Number two, my guy Spencer Johnson. You call him the Instapod, Jerem. 
He's gonna have 12 plus points tomorrow. I hope he plays enough to score 12 plus. We'll see if BYU goes deep in the bench, but Spencer Johnson has 12 or more points tomorrow. He averages eight, so not a not a huge stretch, but let's go. Number one, BYU win by 40 plus. I think BYU just blows, blows him out. Number two, BYU have six players in double figures. I think this will go deep to the bench, including Spencer Johnson. Those are our prop picks and double down selections for tomorrow's games in football and basketball. Our question of the day. Um, you get a guarantee one game or event result. What is it and why? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. At Darwin Dobson on Twitter. Hands down women's soccer. Revenge match victory would be sweet and clear the path for a tourney run deeper than they've seen before. Hashtag Final Four. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, official credit union of BYU Athletics. At Aerobic Gym, tweeted 12 hours, uh, you know, or 14 hours ago. Currently leaving the frozen tundra of Fort Wayne to drive to Tallahassee to see BYU cross-country run. He had an issue with you making fun of Terre Haute a moment ago on Twitter. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just they were miserable weather conditions in Terre Haute. Tallahassee clearly has a better forecast than Terre Haute in November. Come All on. good. All good. Also, shout out to Jamie Beck. Fun photo of uh, her and the fam. Of course, her husband, Jason, is the quarterback coach of Virginia. We love Jason. We love Jamie and the fam. Uh, BYU and Virginia coming up in women's soccer tomorrow. And then I went to the Jazz Raptors game last night, helped out the Raptors, the stage manager. Um, you know, Jazz won't have me, so I went north, you know. Uh, the the Nixons, Dalton and Kevin, Chris Burgess, Bobby Horduski, Atiki Ali, Atiki Fusini, Treore was at the game. Good to see those guys. Watching some hoops, baby. Yeah, you love to see it. I like that those guys had a moment to take in some NBA basketball. You know, they're, they deserve to be fans at points, too, and I was always glad to see them up there. And everybody, go win. Soccer, volleyball, women's basketball, men's basketball, football, cross country. Thanks to today's guest, Brian Keel and Connor Mann. Jerem, do we have time for Dennis Pitta today? Nope. All right. Sorry, Dennis. Ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Marin Hendershot. See you tomorrow for Women's Hoops. Countdown to kickoff. Countdown to tip off and men's hoops on BYU TV. Go Cougs!